JoeVertigan.com. Uh, this is another uh, Mike Anderson podcast segment uh, through the On the Records uh, segment. And Mike, we're talking, last time we left off, it was mid-90s, I believe 1996. Yep. You had launched Right Foot Performance uh, after you know a stint with Oshkosh Truck. Now, were you still with Oshkosh Truck at this time yep. in 96? Joe, I'm still with Oshkosh Truck, and ironically, as... Right foot performance products grows, so does my opportunities at Oshkosh Truck Corporation. Grow. Okay. So by as I told you, when I started out, I was with the, the refuse group. Um, I, I did one thing about Oshkosh, they let you as an employee move around within the company. Okay. You can put in for a new job. If you're on a job, a particular job, you got to be on it for a year. You oh. can you can candidate for another position oh, inside sure. the company. So, anyway, after the refuse thing kind of fell apart, I went and I sold front discharge mixer trucks. Okay. And I had a territory out east, okay. New York State, and out that way. Uh, sure. The whole Upper East Coast, there you might say, and. I liked it okay, but it was a lot of travel, and I had this idea that the guy I was working for uh, was going to tell me, hey, you need to live in your territory, because I was flying back and forth, fly out on Monday morning, go sell trucks, and fly back home Friday afternoon. You must have put on a lot of frequent flyer miles, huh? I sure did. Oh, wow. I sure did. Wow. So anyway, uh, an opportunity came up for me to move to the training department. At Oshkosh Truck. At Oshkosh Truck. And uh, a guy by the name of Jack Clark ran the department. And um, so anyway, he's got me all hired. And all of a sudden, uh, they said, oh, wait a minute, Jack. I don't know if you can hire him. We need to do a mechanical aptitude test on him. Oh, really? So anyway, Jack came to me. He was frightened. And this this mechanical aptitude test was a machine, Joe. Okay. It was a machine that used levers and cams. and Sure. And uh, you would turn the crank, and it would put this block through the machine. But sure. some, the machine would jam. They okay. would intentionally jam the machine. Oh, they wanted to see your troubleshooting and, skills. Yes, exactly right. And really, your mechanic... Can you understand what's happening? How do you know how this machine works? Sure. If you didn't understand what was going on, there's no way you could oh, fix okay. it. Okay, gotcha. Me? Yep, yep. So anyway, um, so the, I had to go to a special place to take this test, and it was administered by a guy. Oshkosh kept this particular test very close to their vest. Oh. You you weren't even allowed to tell anybody anything about oh, it once oh. you had taken the test and oh, really? seen the machine itself. Oh, yeah, wow. Okay. Is, and, I mean, they put all their engineers and stuff through this particular test. Wow. Joe, and I don't mean to brag, but I scored second highest that was ever scored. I'm not surprised. <laughs> it was right up my alley because it used rod ends and cams and okay. various things like that. Sure. And the first, they made you... They, they made you fix it, I think, three or four times, and each time they made it more difficult to fix. Oh, okay. The first time sure. there would only be one thing wrong with it. The oh. second time there would be more things, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Sure. Well, by the time, once I had it figured out a little bit better, I could fix it in nothing flat. Sure. You know? so, oh wow. Anyway, <laughs> it, it, 
that's kind of an offshoot. Oh, that's but, a good. But, that's yeah. good stuff. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And Jack Clark, the guy I told you that hired me, once yeah. he got the test results back, yeah. he was jubilant. He oh. said, "Wow!" <laughs> you know. So anyway, I went to work in the training department. It, it was really good. Less um, travel. You home every night then? Oh no. Oh. Uh, they would. We would. Uh, we would have classes at home. Sometimes, right. and then we would go out and do classes also. Sure. And to make it, uh, we had both a commercial side and the defense side. So oh. we had to learn both sure. defense trucks and like Hemets, you've heard of those? Yes. Yeah. You can ask me quite a bit about a Hemet and I could tell you the answer. <laughs> I bet. It, wow. And the same with what we call a PLS, that meant a pelletized loading system Okay. Truck. A truck that was designed so that it could self-load. Sure. If you had a container on the ground, it could put it on its back. Okay. Anyway, um, we also had a situation where we competed for a truck called MTVR, Medium Tactical Vehicle Replacement. That means government's sure. full of acronyms. Oh, sure. Oh my God. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this MTVR was a truck for the Marine Corps. Okay. And uh, so. We competed for that contract, so I had to do the training for um, the maintenance of those trucks and driving the trucks. For uh, the, we sent trucks to the Yuma Proving Ground in Yuma, Arizona, okay. for a 10,000-mile test, and we sent trucks also to uh, Virginia. Okay. And um, so anyway, I did the training and and driving stuff on those trucks. It was a great experience. So was that as fun as it was to, to diagnose race cars and get a car to handle better through the corners? No, to be, <laughs> to be honest with you, Joe, I would have thought the training department would be a great fit for me. Right. And that was probably my least favorite job. Really? I was at Oshkosh. I just, I don't know what it was about it. The other thing that made it even more complicated was in the meantime, um, Oshkosh had acquired Pierce Manufacturing. Sure. And so we had to take over the training department, the, the, the Pierce training. Sure. So we didn't know nothing about these fire trucks. Oh, you know? sure. Yep. And so I had to do a crash course on Pierce fire trucks. And, uh, wow. But it was, uh, it was all good. You know, Joe, things happen for a reason, I yes, guess. Yes, they do. So anyway, I'm working at the training department, and um, a guy that I met way back in my refuse days at Oshkosh Truck, a guy I met probably six months into my tenure, that we got to know each other. His name was Mike Crow, and okay. Mike Crow by this time had um, advanced, and he was uh, in charge of the airport products group. Okay. An airport products group. Uh, we built these uh, aircraft rescue firefighting trucks and heavy-duty snow removal equipment, primarily for airport use, but for municipal use also. Sure. And he came over to the training department one day and he said, "I want you to come work for me." Oh. And so this I is did. still within Oshkosh Truck, yep. though, right? Yep. Okay. So right foot is growing. Okay. This is going on. Ah. Uh -huh. And, uh, My question is, when did you ever sleep? 
Well, I tell you, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a drinking guy. So what would work out really good for me, Joe, is I would take my little drawing board and some crude stuff along with me in my sure. suitcase. Sure. And I get to the motel at night and I draw racing parts after I got done with my... <laughs> oh, that's yeah. classic yeah. stuff. Yeah. but And it it worked out fantastic. Sure. You know? And the other thing is I got to meet a lot of really good engineers in oh, sure. truck and designers and stuff and uh, those those acquaintances came back and paid huge dividends oh sure know, be honest with you um, when i'd get stuck on some kind of a you know what do i need here or whatever they had people who would do finite element analysis where you could take a component oh. and and you know they could predict the stresses where it was going to break and all wow. this kind of thing so i mean i had a uh and leg up on the competition. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And so um, that's where I finished my career at Oshkosh Truck. Well, what year, how long did you last at Oshkosh Truck? I, I retired from Oshkosh Truck in 2005. Okay. Yep. I had put in 13 years by this time. And uh, here again, you know, it, it was time for me to retire. I sure. Was, I was kind of getting wore down a little bit, but also right foot. Just wanted to grow so bad. Sure. So it was really, you know, by this time our product line is expanding, expanding, right. expanding. And you know, success begets success. Right. And we had cars all over the country winning thousands of races a year. The on, on asphalt and dirt? Under, yes. Sure. Yes. And um, the truth of the matter is, um, from a financial standpoint, um, the rewards from right foot were far greater than Randercar ever produced. For sure. Me, to be honest with Does you. Does it ever amaze you how much money people will spend on the sport of racing? Yes, it is. <laughs> and, you know, I, well, I'll go along into this a little bit later, but um, I would go to um, these people at AFCO, like I told you about and whatever. And, yeah. You know, they would look at this component and they could predict what the market would bear for it. And basically sure. that's where the pricing came from, the wow. end pricing. Sure. Uh, but we all made money. Sure. It was good. And uh, so I retire from Oshkosh in 2005 and Phyllis and I run right foot full time from 2005 until I sold it to Dave Schneider in 2007. Sure. Now, we had a building uh, that we had built the render cars in, a shop building. It was right. a 30 by 80 building. And we didn't use that for right foot, but right foot had grown to the point where we really needed to move back into our own shop. We sure. had rented it out to other people in the meantime. And uh, so we totally remodeled the shop at the end of 2006 and um, I had talked to Dave Schneider he he had by this time moved from Oshkosh truck he was managing the Monroe store in De Pere. I remember that I used, yeah. to, I used to do some work with Dave I know exactly okay. what you're talking about yep. and uh, so I went to him and I said are you interested in becoming a partner in Wrightfoot oh gosh yeah so anyway, um, the more Phyllis and I thought about it, the more we thought that's a good way to turn a great friend into an enemy is to go yeah. in partnership. <laughs> right. Besides, besides, Joe, there was, 
you know, enough age difference in between us, I think, that we would think differently. You know, people Which, that's not always a bad thing, is it? But it would work on me, I was afraid. Sure. You know, and so I thought, no, I don't want to do that. So anyway, I invited Dave to go out to lunch, and I said, Dave, we decided, you know, that we're not going to take in a partner after all. Sure. And offhandedly, I said to him, Are, would you be interested in buying it outright? Sure. And he said, you bet I would. Wow. And so it took us a while to hammer out a sales contract. We did it between ourselves. Sure. And we would banter it back and forth. Sure. You know, um, email-wise and what have you. Nice. And we arrived at a, a deal. And so January 1st, 2007, Dave took right foot over. Sure. And uh, we made a deal where I would stay on and do product development work. Sure. Because that was my, you know, my love. I didn't want to have to do with the day-to-day business right. anymore. And it was a perfect situation. And we stayed like that. I think I probably did um, 95% of the new products that Rightfoot had sure. from the time I sold it to Dave, when I sold it to him, we drew a line in the sand. Everything that Rightfoot had prior to that belonged to him. Sure. I'd get a royalty on any new stuff okay. after January 1st, 2007. So, um, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll pause there and continue on uh, in the next segment. Okay.